Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, it sounds great, doesn't it? Energy straight from the sunshine on your roof, powering your fridge, your cooker, your PC and the other electrical appliances in your home. And whilst it can ultimately save you money, the initial cost of solar panels can be prohibitive. Well, that cost just got a whole lot cheaper due to a new project coming to St Albans District. The Green Group are working in partnership with St Albans District Council on a new project, Solar Streets. I spoke to Andy Turnstall from the Green Group to find out about the project and how you can take advantage of it. Andy, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So how will the Solar Street project help us to go solar? The uh, idea behind Solar Streets is that uh, by getting a lot of people to uh, effectively buy in a similar time period in a tight geographical area, we can uh, gain economies of scale by uh, getting uh, a lot of people together via marketing. We can do surveys by going from one house to another. Then we can get uh, economies on the scaffolding and on the panel purchase itself. So the whole concept of getting quite a lot of business in a small geographical area really helps us offer a lower price for uh, an installed system. Okay, well, that sounds good. So what kind of price difference will this make? Well, the um, standard offer that we are making is a four kilowatt peak system, which is 12 um, relatively high output panels, uh, will cost £4,000 via the Solar Street scheme. I think if a customer went and tried to get that by themselves, you'd probably be looking at something like about £5,500. That's a typical quote that we've seen by other suppliers. So it's a saving of up to about £1,500. So what's that, 23% or something like that? So quite quite a good saving, really. That that certainly is, isn't it? Um, And you've spoken about the 12-panel system. Is that kind of what most of us would want on our roofs? I, it, yeah, I, I think the, the, the Energy Savings Trust quote the average uh, capacity of 3.5 kilowatt, hour, kilowatt peak. So this is slightly bigger than that. And the reason why we've actually changed the system to use a smaller number of higher output panels means that there are, there's going to be an opportunity for people with smaller roofs to get a system on as well. So uh, a 3.5 uh, kilowatt peak system would uh, take uh, 10 panels now. So the more people can get 10 panels on than 14 panels. So uh, using uh, higher power panels means that we can get uh, a system on more people's houses. Okay, well, that sounds absolutely great. And about how much um, carbon dioxide per year will these solar panels save? So uh, a four kilowatt system will save 1.5 tonnes of uh, CO2 equivalent gas per year. Wow, so that is that's that's quite a lot then, isn't it? Yeah. And and can you give me a rough indication of you know sort of savings that we could see perhaps on our electricity bills if we were to get these panels? Um, so this is where the uh, the answer is. It depends, uh, and it really depends on how much of the output of the solar panels the uh, customer can actually use themselves. Uh, so the big difference is whether the customer is in all day or out all day, or any sort of variation in between. I think probably the easiest way to describe it is that the payback that you would get on your solar panels is probably between about uh, 9 and 13 years, depending on how much of that uh, output you actually use yourself. Um, and And the panels last for 25 years, so you're at least getting half of the life of the panels as a benefit, whereby, you know, you're, you're getting free electricity for that quantity of uh, electricity produced. 
Okay. Um, and you, there's another great thing as well. You're also making a donation to a community fund. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So each residential installation we do, we take £50 and we put that into a community fund. And if any non-domestic, like a business or a school, uh, does the same sort of thing, uh, we put at least £100 in. And that's a bit of a function of how big the system that we put in as well. So at a period in time, we add up all of those uh, donations. And that usually comes to, you know, several hundred, if not several thousand pounds. And that can go towards having a renewable system uh, installed in some sort of community building that all of the people in the community um, uh, vote for, basically. So usually the um, the council or a, a ruling green group uh, accept uh, applications and then everybody sort of decides what's the best thing to do it. So in the first town where this was done, it paid for half of the cost of the solar panels that went on to the YMCA uh, youth club in the town. Okay, well, that sounds absolutely fantastic. So what's the mechanics for this? Um, How do we get started if we're interested? So um, pre-COVID, what we used to do is uh, get people all in uh, into a uh, town hall and explain everything to them. So we're changing it slightly. So in this case, we're going to be uh, advertising a website. People will go to the website and advertise their interest. And then over a launch weekend, and I'll come to that in a second, uh, we'll sort of unlock uh, a video vault, which we'll have on several videos, including, you know, what's the ho- what's the scheme about? What are the economics of solar panels? Uh, uh, a video that shows them being installed. Uh, and there's also an energy offer in there that people can have a look at as well. So people can have a look at all of those videos. And then on the following Tuesday, uh, we'll have the first of some regular Q&A sessions, which will be Zoom meetings where people can um, listen to what we're going to say. But at any stage during that process, once they've registered, uh, people can uh, send us their uh, details and ask uh, to be included. And then the process, okay. the process starts off by a, uh, a Google Earth uh, survey of people's roofs to see how big they are and what the orientation of the roof is. And that will usually tell whether it's going to be suitable or not. Uh, and then if the customer says, yeah, it looks fine, uh, we can then organise for a technical survey by one of the um, engineers who can properly assess and formalise the quote. Okay. Now, you're from the Green Group. Is all of the work done by the Green Group or can we choose our supplier? Uh, You can't choose a supplier. Basically, the Green Group is the marketing and sales activity which uh, gets people all together interested in the offer. And then a company called IDEA, I-double-D-E-A, Renewables, is the actual nominated installer. Uh, And that's the only installer that people can use with this scheme because they're the ones who are um, putting their faith in the um, the bulk application in order to get the price right down. So the customers actually end up paying uh, IDEA uh, to install the systems. Okay. And the people who are eligible for this, they have to live in St. Albans district. Is that correct? Yes, it's a a bit of a loose one, this really. But I would say that anyone who lives in the St. Albans city and district council area will be uh, uh, allowable for this scheme. But there are other schemes in other towns in the country as well. There's about four or five other schemes where we buy over over 100 uh, solar systems have been installed under this scheme already. Okay, so so actually, it, it's quite tried and tested. We aren't uh, um, we aren't sort of um, paving the way here, as it were. No, no, it, it's it's been done in about four or five um, uh, towns and cities, and we're also talking to 
probably another 10 or 15 as well. Um, basically, any council that's declared a climate emergency should see this as a way of being able to save carbon for its town at very little uh, effort for themselves. All the council has to do is effectively engage with us to sort of say, yeah, this is a good thing, You know, do some due diligence and say, yeah, we think this is a good idea. Okay, well, that certainly sounds as if it makes sense. So again, just a few more practicalities. Is installation of solar panels, is it a messy sort of thing? Does it take a long time? So what you'd normally have is that the technical inspection would uh, reveal if there's any work that needs doing to the roof in advance of the installation, because you don't want to put the framework for the panels onto a roof where there's uh, tiles missing or unsafe and so on. So on the assumption that the tiles are fine, um, basically on day one, the scaffolders would arrive to put up the scaffolding so that people can access the roof safely. Uh, day two, um, the uh, solar panels would arrive, the uh, framework is put up, the solar panels are mounted, the solar panels are wired altogether, the output of the solar panels goes to a device called an inverter which transforms the uh, DC electric uh, produced by the panels into AC and then that's connected up to your meter. Uh, under COVID regulations everything's then sanitised afterwards, anything that the guys have touched uh, and then after that it's all tested and commissioned. Uh, those guys go away and the scaffolders uh, come along uh, and remove the scaffolding. So it, it could take as little as three days. Sometimes there might be a gap where the scaffolding isn't moved for another day, but that's the kind of sort of rhythm you're looking at, about a three-day installation window, really. Okay, and not too much disruption or mess? No, there shouldn't be, because all, all you're doing is you're fixing metal frames to uh, the roof, uh, so that there might be you know, a few screw holes in the roof, but, but nothing sort of uh, significant from that point of view, and a little bit of wiring inside the house. What we do ask is that people make sure that everywhere that we need to get to is accessible, so that if there's a metre cupboard, then we can get at it. And similarly, if um, it's likely the inverter's going in the loft, that the loft is accessible. But as long as uh, th this would all be explained on the technical survey so that people know what they have to do, and it just makes life a lot easier for the guys to get in and out as quickly as possible. Okay. So just thinking about the money side, as you say, there's some great discounts there. Do we have to pay the full amount and then reclaim the discount or do we just have to pay the discounted sum? No, it's a discounted price. Uh, I mean, the £4,000, um, it, it always has to be from £4,000, but £4,000 is the standard price. So a, a, a roof that doesn't need any special um, attention or anything like that, that is the price. Uh, and, and similarly, if it's a lower number of panels, it is actually on a published price, which we can share in advance as well. You do pay up the whole uh, of that net price, but it is net of the discount. So people are only paying the £4,000 that um, is asked for. Okay. Um, and sometimes if uh, one of the other options that increasingly more people are taking up is putting battery storage into the system as well. And particularly if you're out all day, that's very useful because what it does is it captures all of the output from your panels. It stores it in a battery. And when you come home in the evening, you would use that energy first before using any from the grid. So that's one way of getting a higher proportion of the output of the panels used by the consumer. Okay, and do you, will that service be offered as well, providing the battery? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, um, it increases the price because the batteries are anything from about three to £4,000, so it's a significant increase in price. But it might mean the difference between using 30% of uh, the output from the system to something like 90%. So that difference is every, uh, every unit of electricity used from your solar system, you are saving the same equivalent unit from the uh, grid. So the economics of a solar system uh, versus a 
solar plus a battery system are quite similar in terms of their return. It's just a, 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 it's more money up front, but you save more, basically. Right. OK. And presumably you get a bit of help in working out what would be best for you there. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the videos that I, in the video vault does go through all of those scenarios about what, what, what what's likely to happen if you're in all day, in half the day, out all day and the battery system. So people can have a bit of an idea about what sort of difference it will make in advance. Okay. Now, we used to have the feed-in tariff where you used to get paid by the government for um, electricity that you produce, but that has now gone. Um, There's something now called the Smart Energy Guarantee. Can you tell us a little bit about that and whether we might be able to benefit from it? It's it's actually the Solar Export Guarantee, but it is the SEG. You're absolutely right. Um, Right. The the, uh, feed-in tariff used to be paid on every uh, unit of electricity produced by the panels. The idea of the uh, solar export guarantee, which only came in in January, is if you don't um, use all of the output of your solar panels yourself, you effectively sell the surplus to your uh, supplier. Um, so typically, when you are saving electricity from the grid, it, it's a price of about 15 uh, pence per kilowatt hour. But the solar export guarantee in differs by each supplier. But I know Octopus Energy, which is one of the companies we know very well, uh, they pay 5.5p per kilowatt hour. So you might have the situation whereby, let's make it easy, half of your um, solar system is displacing what you would use yourself, and then half of it is exported to um, uh, to Octopus Energy. So they would um, pay you uh, 5.5 pence per kilowatt hour times half uh, times half of your output and they work it out I think uh, work it out monthly and show it's a credit on your bill so it's not as good as the feed-in tariff uh, was certainly in the early days but it is something and it's something that the uh, government has introduced so that effectively the um, uh, solar consumer is getting a bit more benefit than just using their own uh, output. Okay, well, that sounds fantastic as well. I mean, you've obviously got the the great knowledge that you're saving lots of carbon and uh, helping the environment, but uh, knowing there's a bit of a a financial return as well is always a good incentive, particularly at times like this. So how long is the project um, going to go on for? Yeah, so um, the initial phase of it, we think, will take about uh, six months with a start date. We talked about this virtual launch weekend of Friday, the 4th of September. So that's the time at which we will open the gates for the video vault for the people who've registered to us in advance. Uh, And then people can start to apply and then surveys can start to be done. And we expect the first installations to be done towards the end of September. But we expect it to be running for at least six months because uh, the, the area is such a large large area that and there's so many houses to get through based on the sort of install rate we've had with some smaller places yeah there's going to be a lot of installations <laughs> okay and six months actually not that long so so you probably want to if you are interested and um, definitely register interest as sooner rather than later so so um how do we register our interest then andy yeah so um we've set up a special uh, website uh, which is called www.solarstreets.co.uk and then slash st albans uh, and that's where particularly people in the area can go in they can just sort of you know see a little bit about the scheme uh, register their email address and then we will email them with the details of how they can access all of the video vaults and also the uh, contact details for all of the um, uh, zoom conference question and answer sessions brilliant andy thank you very much indeed for coming and explaining all that today no problem at all thanks a lot amanda
I was talking there to Andy Turnstall from the Green Group, and you'll be pleased to know that the cost to our council here in St Albans of this project is only that of promoting the project. And a big shout out to Sustainable St Albans who encouraged St Albans District Council to join the Solar Streets project when they saw how well it was working in other communities. And they will be helping promote Solar Streets around the district. Now, if you've ever wondered how to take great wildlife photos using your smartphone, then Hearts of Middlesex Wildlife Trust have the event for you. Next Wednesday, they will be holding a smartphone safari where the professional photographer Jeanette will be sharing some of the tricks of the trade. The smartphone safari runs between 11.30 and 1.30 and it starts from the Hearts of Middlesex Wildlife Quarters at Grebe House in Verulamian Park. Suitable for adults and for young people over 14 years and you can book on the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust website where it costs £15. Another event that you might be interested in, on Thursday the 3rd of September between 7 and 8, St Albans District Green Party hosts St Albans MP Daisy Cooper for a live online Q&A session on the climate emergency and Parliament. The event is free but you'll need to go to St Albans Green Party Facebook page to book your place. It's always good to hear from you. Do um, check out Twitter at RV underscore Environment, like the Environment Matters Facebook page, or you can drop me a line on Amanda at RadioVerulam.com. I'll be back at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for joining me.